Hello everyone, and welcome to episode 2 of Passing the Mic with Inglewood Public Library. Today, you'll listen to my interview with Robert Kingi of Kingi Kaiju, um, one of the oldest martial arts studios in Inglewood. Please enjoy. So, you mentioned your uncle briefly, but... Uh, tell us about how your business began and uh, yeah, how you came to be the, uh, the head of this, yeah. of this school. Uh, so yeah, so Kenji's Kajikimbo, uh, my father started it back in 1981, actually here in Inglewood, right near the library, right on uh, Regent and La Brea. Um, and uh, he, started it, he started martial arts back in the 60s mm-hmm. um, and stuck with it for pretty much his whole life, yeah. opened up the school in 81. And then uh, I was born actually the, the year after mm. in 82 and uh, grew up on the mat. So my whole family, I have uh, two older brothers and an older sister. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we didn't really have a choice. You know, we were here all the time training. We were on the mat all day, all night. Yeah. Uh, it was just part of our life and our lifestyle. And, um, you know, it, it, it really stuck with us as we grew up and it gave us confidence to do things that, you know, some other kids were either scared to do or kind of a little bit more timid or shy to do and yeah. uh, just helped us to step out and be our own and be our best at everything that we did. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so I mean, my my dad's been doing it. This is our 40th anniversary this year. So mm-hmm. my mom and dad, uh, you know, started this whole thing. I took over the school in 2010 mm-hmm. and uh, started the process of kind of turning our organization into a nonprofit. Um, Great. We became a nonprofit in 2016 uh, so Kenji Ohana House is our overarching nonprofit, mm-hmm. and Kenji's Kajikimbo, which has been around for, for 40 years now, is you know obviously our main staple program, mm-hmm. uh, but we have mentorship programs as well, dance, mm-hmm. uh, and we're starting also an after-school program as well. Awesome. And um, Kajikimbo, that's a unique martial art. I've personally never heard of it yeah. before. Could you explain that a little bit um, yep. for everyone? Yep. So Kajikimbo is a Hawaiian mixed martial art. Uh, it originated in the late 1940s in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Uh, those five guys came together to create the system as a real no-nonsense practical uh, martial art mm-hmm. and they used it primarily for self-defense. Their, their main thing was uh, are we going to be able to protect ourselves? They, they worked different techniques. They were from five individual styles. So Ka represents karate, Korean Tetsudo. Mm-hmm. Ju represents Judo and Jiu-Jitsu. Ken represents Kimpo, And then Bo represents Chinese boxing Kung Fu. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they came together to create the system and uh, now it's, it's all over the world. Uh, literally all over the world, Spain and Portugal, Germany, yeah. uh, and obviously here in the States as well. Awesome. Sounds like they could have, you know, could have started the mixed martial art craze, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, humbly, without, without right, making right. a big deal out of it. Yeah, they never, they never like really kind of labeled it, but we, you know, we've always said, you know, Kaji Kimball was the original mixed martial art. So yeah. before, uh, you know, mixed martial art was even a term, mm-hmm. uh, this was kind of the original one. And uh, there's even like some credits uh, back in the day that, uh, Bruce Lee, who obviously was, was huge for martial arts mm-hmm. uh, because of his, of his notoriety and, and fame and all that, uh, he attributed a lot of what he did with Jeet Kune Do uh, to Kaji Kimbo. And he actually mentioned our, our founder wow. uh, in, in his one of his, uh, I don't know if it was a book or, or something, that uh, one of the interviews. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely one of, the, one of the original mixed martial arts where they kind of yeah. took bits and pieces of, of the best of each system and created it. Uh, totally cool. Totally yeah. cool. 
Um, so you mentioned your foundation, but do you have a, a mission statement uh, yes. for your organization? Yeah, so uh, our mission is guiding individuals uh, in the skills, self-confidence, and resilience to face life's challenges head on. Mm. Um, and our, our goal is to, to really build that resilience. Mm. You know, obviously in this life, and especially in this past year, we've seen uh, everything that's going on, it takes resilience to just, to just live and breathe in this yeah. world. Um, and obviously to be able to reach your goals and, and achieve everything that you want to achieve, it, it takes a lot of resilience. And that's, that's our main goal is our kids, uh, our adults, our students that come out of here. Mm -hmm. We want them to have confidence and resilience that no matter what gets thrown at them in life, that they're able to get through it and, and know that they're strong enough to, to push through. Okay. So it's, it's as much a philosophy as it is uh, you know, a way to keep fit. Right. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. And uh, you mentioned your father a little bit, but could you tell us more about him and the founding of uh, Kaji Kembo? Kenji's got to get yep. Yeah, so uh, like I said, Kaji Kembo is all over the world, uh, but Kenji's Kaji Kembo originated in 1981. Uh, my dad started it back then, uh, and he opened up a little spot here in Inglewood, and uh, actually was got the loan from my mom's dad, uh, was able to, to or actually no, actually from his dad. Mm. So he got the loan from his dad, but uh, my grandpa would only give it to my mom. He wouldn't <laughs> give it to him because he didn't trust him with it. So I uh, gave it to my mom, and uh, that's how they started the school back in 81. And, uh, you know, we've been, been doing it ever since. And he's, he's been, I mean, a staple. He, he himself has been a staple in the community for, you know, for 40 years. Mm -hmm. We have so many families that have come back uh, that were kids back then and now are coming back and bringing their kids and attribute a lot of their success and the things that they've done because of what my dad instilled in them back then. So yeah, uh, definitely were, were some huge shoes to fill, uh, but, it's, but it's, yeah, it's, it's great to be part of the legacy. And when did you take over for, for your father? So I took over for my dad in 2010. Mm. Uh, so we, uh, we, we were going back and forth. He, he, he started to say he's ready to retire and ready to give it up and for, for literally like three years before we actually made it happen. I'm like, yeah. are you ready? And he's like, uh, yeah, you know, give it a little more time. And then, <laughs> Finally came to me and was like, you know, I think I'm ready. I said, are you sure you're ready? Are you ready this time? And he said yes. And, uh, you know, but he's still, he's still here almost daily. Uh, he teaches our, our little ones still. So our, our, we have a three and four-year-old class uh, and then five and six-year-olds. So he teaches that group. Uh, those are his classes. Helps keep them, keep them young. And, yeah. uh, and he's, I mean, he's, he's the man. I mean, when it comes to teaching kids and, and dealing with kids, I mean, he's a legend. So. Yeah. And, uh, so what are the different classes you offer? You have the children's class. Yep, so we offer uh, obviously Kajikimbo martial arts mm -hmm. classes for uh, three and up. So we start at as young as three years old, and then we have adult classes as well. Mm -hmm. um, right now, I think probably all the students are in their 50s or 60s, so all ages. Really, if you can, if you can walk and you can, and you can breathe and you can <laughs> get in here, then you're able to train for sure. Fantastic. Uh, so we briefly touched on your organization, uh, but do you have any community partners that you rely on? for you know, your daily operations, uh, getting new students, anything like that? No, we don't really have uh, anything specific to that. I mean, we work with a lot of people in the community. Mm -hmm. We work with a lot of schools um, and a lot of like daycares and schools in the area, mm -hmm. um, but nothing, nothing specific to kind of like our daily operations or anything yeah. like that. So I think this is, has been covered sort of in some of your other answers, but uh, what led to the founding? Like what was the what was the original need that your your father saw in the community that he was responding to? 
so my dad, when he took up martial arts, I believe he was early teens. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he had a twin brother and my uncle, my uncle actually wrote that book. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, my grandpa put them in it because they were knuckleheads and, you know, just wanted something to give them some direction, some discipline. Mm-hmm. Uh, they all, you know, started together. My dad, it just stuck with him. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he stuck with it more so than, than my uncles did. And uh, he just fell in love with it and, and really became ingrained in it. His instructor, uh, Carlos Bunda, uh, was a pretty well-known uh, martial artist and Kajikimbo practitioner too back then. Won a lot of tournaments and, and championships and things like that. Uh, my dad just, you know, just stuck with it and became one of his best students. And uh, eventually started teaching out, actually out of his garage to start. Mm. Uh, so he was teaching in the garage, family and things like that. And I think that probably just lit a fire and just, well, you know, kind of convincing like this is something that I should be doing. It's something that I want to do. Yeah. And uh, yeah, came came and found a place here in Inglewood and been here ever since. Yeah, sort of that that startup uh, energy that we see now yeah. so often with tech companies. Right. The same thing that he was bringing up uh, yeah. for his martial arts studio. Yeah, just found a love for it and then wanted to share it with others. So. Fantastic. Uh, so, how would you describe your role uh, in the community? Um, I really feel like we're an extension of. The family, uh, we're you know we're big on Ohana, which means family, uh, and and our our role is really to just be an extension of, of everybody's family. Uh, you know they take the they say it takes a village, um, and we believe that we are that village. You know mm-hmm. people come to us not just to learn martial arts, how to punch and kick, but for everything. You know people come. You know my my mother-in-law works our, our front desk here, um, and she has relationships with all the different parents, and they they come to her. And, you know, my son or my daughter is, you know, is, is going through this and that. And, and so it's, it's, it's literally a family, you know, we're all, we're all here to support each other. Uh, and that's really what I think we need more so than anything else is just knowing that you have somebody that is here to support you no matter what it is, you know, no matter yeah. what your goals are, no matter if you want to get your black belt or you're just here to get in shape or whatever it is, uh, you know, we're, we're a big family at the end of the day and uh, we all look out for each other. And I think that's, that's the biggest part of what's kept us around and, and why we've been so successful. Yeah, that's, that's huge. Everyone needs that. Yeah. Um, so, I know this is a family business, but do you have any opportunities in your organization or your foundation for volunteers or internships? So we do actually have, uh, most of our volunteers are internships. Uh, they come from people within our studio. Uh, so we have a summer camp that we just completed. Uh, we usually do that every year. And uh, our summer camp, you know, we have internships for usually students, high school, college students, and they're able to get credit, college credits or mm-hmm. high school credits for their internships. Um, we also have volunteers that help out in our committee. So uh, as a nonprofit, we have, obviously have our, our board. And then uh, each person on our board is also over specific committees, our, our event committee or fundraising. Um, so usually the people within our, our organization are, are students that are you know, families that are here mm-hmm. that really believe in what we do, mm-hmm. uh, they'll volunteer and help out and become part of those. But uh, yeah, we we haven't we haven't really gone outside of our our kind of base here. Yeah. Uh, but it's definitely something that we'd be open to. And you know, as long as they, the main thing is just making sure that they understand our vision and, and understand our purpose uh, and are able to to connect with it and then be able to kind of run with it as well and and, and try to help as yeah. many people as possible. Yeah. That- Makes a lot, lot of sense that yeah. it would help if you're already here. Yeah, because they understand, you know, they get it, uh, you know, they get why we do what we do, and, and so it makes a little bit more sense where they're, you know, and a lot of them are eager to volunteer because they, they see the impact that it has on their family or on their kids. So, uh, yeah, like I said, it's just, again, it's that, that family atmosphere, and 
you know, everybody's here in it together. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so very similarly, are you hiring any positions currently? Not currently. We are looking for um, like a like social media marketer, mm-hmm. um, someone to kind of handle our social media and kind of mm-hmm. our presence online. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, uh, you know, again, most of it comes in-house, but as we expand and grow, because we're, we're really, honestly, I have outgrown this space, yeah. um, and we're trying to look for a location here. We want to stay in Inglewood, ideally, mm-hmm. uh, but we're looking for a larger location yeah. uh, so that we can continue to grow, and when that happens, we definitely will, will be looking to you know hire some people probably outside of here as well. Great, yeah. great. Um, so you, you and your family have seen this community for a long time. Uh, what is the future that you'd like to see uh, come about in this city, city of Inglewood? Yeah, I mean, a lot, a lot has happened in Inglewood, uh, obviously, now with the, with the stadium and, uh, you know, all the, the different, you know, renovations, things that are taking place here in the city. Yeah. Uh, but I would love for Inglewood to be more than just, like, an entertainment destination. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want it to be more so a place where people really want to come and live. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I believe a lot of that starts with, you know, the, the work that, the kind of work that we do and other, you know, local community-based organizations that are trying to help the kids, the youth in the, in the area, mm-hmm. um, and then also families. You know, we want people to come here and feel comfortable and want to feel like they can grow and start a business here and, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, just enjoy a good life. And I, yeah. and I think that's, that's, that would be ideal for me. And, uh, you know, school system and things like that where people don't feel like they have to go outside of Inglewood for anything, where they feel mm-hmm. like they can come here and get everything they need and have the opportunities that they need to, to really grow. Uh, I think that would be amazing yeah I, I, I agree I agree yeah. um, so we're gonna turn it a little bit towards me uh, for this question how could the Ingle Public Library make either your mission uh, easier or this vision that you're imagining for the future easier um, if you have any thoughts on that um, I would definitely say just uh, again reaching out trying to get involved with the youth mm-hmm. uh, I mean they're obviously you know they children of the future, yeah. um, but just really kind of figuring out a way to meet them at their level. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like a lot of kids, you know, don't, I don't know, I'm not sure I'm not there, but I, don't, I feel like a lot of kids don't even go to the libraries anymore mm-hmm. or even know that it's there or what yeah. to do. Uh, so definitely getting out into the community, holding events, maybe even at the library, some type mm-hmm. of thing to draw, uh, draw young people there to, you know, to come and see what you, what you guys have going on. and. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just trying to help kids develop that love for reading. Mm-hmm. You know, I definitely wasn't one of those kids. I didn't, I didn't love reading as a kid, yeah. um, but I do now. And, uh, you know, I think that's something that's important that, you know, if, if we can somehow reach yeah. those kids and, and get them yeah. to start picking up a book instead of an iPad or a phone, and totally. I think that would be, you know, the, the best bet. Totally. Yeah, uh, yeah I know you said you, you just said you weren't the biggest reader growing up, but were there any books that had a big impact on you uh, during that time? Um, no, as a kid, I, I really, when I read, it was primarily because it was an assignment in class. I wasn't really, like, uh, into reading too much. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like the only book I remember reading as a kid was Jurassic Park. I just remember <laughs> that being, like, really, it was my first, like, really big book. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty much the extent <laughs> of it as a kid that I remember. Uh, well, what, what about as, as an adult? Um, do you have any favorite books that you'd like uh, our listeners or viewers to check out? Yeah, uh, so I, I took up, I don't even know if they took up reading, but I started yeah. reading uh, a few years ago, probably about five or so years ago, um, and, and made up my mind that I wanted to read a book 
Um, I think I started off like one book every couple months or something like that. Yeah. Um, or at least like I forgot what it was, like a couple books a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now, you know, for the past, I want to say like two years, I've been reading at least minimum at least one book a month. Mm. Um, and most of it is uh, like biographies or real real stories, things business related things like that. Yeah. Um, but the the books that stand out for me for sure. Um, there's one called Can't Hurt Me uh, by David Goggins. He was a former SEAL. Uh, crazy, like, mental strength. And it kind of it, it correlates to like, kind of what we do here. Yeah. Um, but that book was was, was intense. Mm-hmm. Um, Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink. He's uh, also a former SEAL. Mm-hmm. Uh, great book. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. Uh, the Road Back to You. It's mm-hmm. a, uh, I can't remember the name of the up, but yeah, it's okay. I could find the author. Yeah, player. the road back to you. But it's an it's an enneagram uh, book. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't really too familiar with enneagram and came across it, read mm-hmm. the book, and I was like, this is, this is insane. How how much it read me as I was reading. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was a that was a really good one as well. Um, uh, Relentless Tim Grover. Uh, he was a trainer for like Michael Jordan and Kobe and all those guys, and he wrote a book just about mindset. So a lot, a lot of the books I read is uh, they all kind of have like a similar theme, but just yeah. kind of better in oneself. And, that, and that's our like ultimate goal at the end of the day. Here is you know our goal is for all of our students every day get one percent better, just get a little bit better than you were yesterday. Mm. Um, and I feel like that's usually my choices in books typically revolve around that, just trying to make myself better. Yeah. Uh, find a way to push other people to be better as well. So all those kind of fall in that same category. Fantastic. Those are some great recommendations. Yeah. Um, that basically brings us to the to the end okay. of, of our interview. Um, but I'd love if you could tell our audience where they could find you, where they could find your, your business, and how to join if they're interested. Yep. So Kenji's Kaju Kimbo, uh, our website is kenjikaju.com, K-I-N-G-I-K-A-J-U.com. Um, and then that same thing on pretty much every social media platform. So uh, Kenji Kaju on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, we also have a YouTube page with a bunch of videos on there as well. Yeah, but if you pretty much search Kenji, it'll it'll pull up all of our Great. all of our stuff. And um, yeah, we we do offer free trials. Wonderful. So we offer free trial class. If anybody's interested and wants to try out a free class, you can go on our website, mm-hmm. uh, click the little free trial link, and sign up to come in and take a class and see how you like it. Great, great. And then, uh, you know, this isn't our favorite thing to talk about, but the costs, what would the costs be for, for a student? And do you offer any sort of, I know you said free trials, but mm-hmm. scholarships perhaps, uh, or anything like that? Yeah, so our, um, our, our membership is, a, it's a monthly membership, it's 149 a month, um, and that includes, you know, three, up to three classes a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we try to keep it as relatively cost effective as possible for people in the, in the community. Um, and. Uh, we also we, we have a lot of families here, so we offer fa- offer family discounts. Mm. So every like second family member is an extra twenty dollars off, mm. and another third family member is another twenty dollars off. So we have we have some families here for to both parents, two or three kids. They yeah. all train here together, which is which is awesome to see. That is. Uh, so we so we definitely you know offer family discounts, and then uh, we're actually working on starting a scholarship program as well. So uh, we're trying to actually raise funds for that. Um, and offer at least 10 scholarships uh, for the year uh, to students who need it. So that's something that we're working on. Our, yeah, board, our board has been working on as well. It's very exciting. Yeah. Um, 
before we wrap it up, you briefly mentioned your foundation. Mm -hmm. uh, could you explain that a little bit more? Yep. So uh, Kenji Ohana House is our uh, our five hundred one c three nonprofit. We it's it's pretty much an overarching umbrella over all of our programs. Uh, so Kenji's Kajikimbo falls under that. Mm -hmm. um, we have mentorship programs. So the Man Time Project and the Heart of Sisterhood. Uh, therefore, preteen and teen boys and girls. Uh, so our, our main goal with that is to kind of be an outlet again for, for the family. Uh, sometimes kids don't like to talk to their parents about everything. Or yeah. Most times they don't like to talk to their parents about things. Yeah. Uh, so you know we're here to kind of kind of be a, a sounding board for that. Now we also have um, an extensive uh, program. It's usually about eight weeks where we meet every week, and every week is a different topic that we cover, uh, whether it's hygiene or or you know future professions or. Uh, you know, just, just different things, health and safety and things like that uh, yeah. each week. And we bring in people from the community, from different organizations and, and professionals to come in and speak to them and, and kind of share their knowledge with them. Uh, and then we culminate it in like a retreat at the end of, end of the uh, program. So we do a camping trip for the boys. Mm. The girls do uh, their, their more uh, pampering retreat for all the girls. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a really great program. Uh, we unfortunately weren't able to do much last year. Uh, but mm -hmm. we're trying to get it back going this year and, and get some funding for that as well and uh, hopefully you know reach out to more more kids in the community yeah. uh, we offer dance as well uh, my wife she's been dancing pretty much as long as I've been doing martial arts so mm -hmm. we both were basically crawling and walking uh, doing different activities yeah. but uh, as little kids so uh, she has a love for dance like I have a love for martial arts so she teaches dance as well um, and then we're also trying to start an after school program mm -hmm. uh, so where kids can come uh, that, that'll come with hopefully with the facility, the large yeah. facility that we get. We want to have like a classroom where kids can come and do their homework and have somebody there to help them with their homework and things like that. So yeah, so those are those are things that, that are those are the prime uh, kind of mainstays of our of our program. Fantastic. Uh, yeah. Well, thank you. That will conclude our interview with Robert Kingi. Thanks again to Robert, the Kingi Kaiju martial arts school and studio and all of our listeners if you'd like to learn more about the inglewood public library our programming or anything else about us please visit library.cityofinglewood.org thanks again